Hello and welcome to Remotely Working, the podcast where we discuss productivity, intentional living, health, and leadership for remote workers. My name is Justin DeRose, your host and the founder of Effective Remote Work. Focus. It's that thing that we're all rallying for, right? If we can just focus a little bit more deeply on that project or push a little closer to that thing that we're doing, everything's going to be all right. We're going to get it all figured out, right? This is the first episode in a series on focus. Over the next few weeks, we're going to deep dive into this topic in topics like deep work or scatter focus and some strategies and tools that you can utilize to help yourself focus, whether it's in a work or life context. Now, focus isn't always easy. Sure, we can just say, well, I just gotta put more effort to this thing. I gotta effort the heck out of it. But when you're working from home and even more so with the world at your fingertips via the internet, There can be a lot working against you to try to focus intentionally on the things that you want to focus on. Now, I can't really say if my focus was better or worse before the digital world and the internet. I'm only in my 30s and most of my adult life has been spent connected. Facebook launched publicly when I was in high school and MySpace was all the rage before that. But in thinking about it all, what power technology has given us? Not only do I get instant access to any piece of knowledge, I mean, think about all the stuff that's available on YouTube, but I also get access to nearly any person in the world. That's an amazing capability that it's given us, but it hasn't been without its costs. Before we dive further into that and the concept of deep work, let's lay a little bit of foundation. Many of the ideas in this podcast are pulled from two books, Deep Work by Cal Newport and Hyperfocus by Chris Bailey. I highly recommend taking a look at either of these books if you haven't read them already, because they have very science-backed and research-focused approaches to the topic of focus. So what is focus? Focus by definition in the Merriam-Webster dictionary is a center of activity, attraction, or attention. In the context of work where we tend to think about the concept of focus most, focus is where you're choosing to place your attention. It's important to remember that where you place your attention is always your choice, but there are varying levels of value for the things on which you can choose to focus. We tend to think of work as being either focused or distracted. I'm really focused right now, so leave me alone. I'm trying to get into this project, or I've been bouncing around on YouTube or Twitter or whatever it is um, because I'm feeling really distracted. I mean, those are good words that we can use to describe a state that we're in, and there's some truth in that, but the reality is when it comes to focus, you're always focused on something. It's just that sometimes that focus is intentional and other times it's not. Now, intentional focus is something like I'm choosing to work on this particular task at this given point in time, or I'm dedicating this evening to making sure that I'm spending time with my family. I'm going to turn my phone off, I'm going to walk away from the computer, and I'm going to play with my kids and talk with my wife. Unintentional focus is other stuff that you just kind of find yourself doing. It can be looking at YouTube videos, it can be browsing the internet, it can be thumbing through an old journal an old book or something like that you've just run across on. And not all unintentional focus is bad. We're going to get a bit more into some helpful concepts that you can leverage with unintentional focus in another episode. But keep in mind that being able to think through ideas at random, have free-flowing dialogue with a friend, or even stumble upon new information on the internet can be a really helpful thing. When unintentional focus gets bad, though, is when it pulls you away from the things that you need to be intentionally focused on or things that are truly higher priority in your life. You can be distracted or unintentionally focused on 
social media or email when probably the more important thing for you to be working on is that development project. And with the presence of social networking and an engineered attention economy, we're also at risk of causing a loss of the ability to intentionally focus for longer periods of time. This is a concept that Newport gets into at depth in both his book, Deep Work, and Digital Minimalism. But it's important to cover here because it it gives us a good basis of some of the struggles that all of us are going to be facing if we're having difficulty focusing. Social networks are psychologically engineered to keep you engaged. The algorithm that drives the feeds that you see on Twitter and Facebook and other social networks is designed to show you new content every time you refresh the page or log in so that you stay engaged longer. The longer you're engaged, the longer you're on the site and the more chances an advertisement is shown to you while you're there. Meaning these free social networks make money. It's totally driven by economics, hence the name, attention economy, feeding off of quick bits of information like this can be detrimental on your ability to stay focused on something for a longer period of time. I mentioned John Mayer leaving Twitter because he couldn't write longer thoughts as easily on a previous episode. Now, I've experienced this phenomenon myself. When you've trained yourself to expect new information on a frequent basis, it can be really hard to stay focused on something that's more challenging or more deep or longer for a longer period of time. Now, we've been talking a lot about social networks lately, but think about this. If your workplace primarily relies on chat for communication, how much of your day is spent in it? How many times do you break away from what you're working on to check a new message or respond to a coworker? What about for email or forum communications or a text message? These times that we break away can really impact our ability long-term to focus. Distraction which I often define as allowing an actor to influence where your focus lies, whether that's an internal or external motivation, is a serious problem to your productivity. It can often take up to 30 minutes to regain your focus once you allow yourself to be distracted from what you're working on. Now, distraction as an isolated event is something you can mitigate. If you get distracted once by a text message, you can turn your phone off, great. But it's the repeated distraction that's a significant problem. Repeated actions build habits, and habits, as you likely know, can be really difficult to break because you not only have to retrain your actions, you have to retrain your brain in the way it thinks. So if you're constantly getting distracted and responding to notifications and emails and messages and not really spending longer focused time doing work that's actually important, you're building the habit of doing short bursts of work that really oftentimes don't add as much value as the deep, more thoughtful stuff that, br- that is more creative and more problem-solving oriented. If distraction is so bad, why do we allow it in our lives so easily? Well, in the workplace, I like to think that there's one prime reason for this, and it's because there's a difference between managers and makers. Makers thrive on deep, focused work. They're the ones pumping out the designs, developing. They're solving problems and devising complex solutions to oftentimes complex problems. That's a very common scenario in knowledge and white-collar type work. You need time to focus and dive deeply into things. However, where that gets difficult is when it collides with the manager. Managers are often 
wired to make quick decisions. They're jumping from meeting to meeting all day long. They're handling communications and emails. They're firing off chat messages all day, trying to answer questions. And that's where they thrive. Managers need to be able to make quick decisions in the moment. But when you try to impose a manager's mindset on a maker, which many of us are makers, or at least require some time to focus in a maker-style mindset, when you try to impose that management philosophy onto a maker, you start to erode the ability to focus. And if you're not a manager, that can be a really challenging place to find yourself. I've also observed in myself that I allow distraction because it's a desire for stimulation. The stimulation of getting a response on my post on Facebook or a message from my coworker or to see if that project idea I shared was liked or not, that's a strong motivator for me. And especially if I'm feeling bored or unclear, I want to stimulate my mind. YouTube's easy for that. Almost anything on the internet is, and almost anything I can get some sense of instant gratification is where I'm going to gravitate if I haven't decided where I'm going to put my focus up front. And let's face it, internet stimulation of our minds is easy. It's the candy of the technology world. Our brains latch onto this candy. We just love it. And it doesn't help that we people often like the path of least resistance. So when we have this information that's so easily accessible to us from anywhere, from the little devices in our pockets to the computer that we're doing our work on, we just naturally gravitate towards it. But just like we know that too much sugar is not healthy for our bodies, information candy land isn't healthy for our minds either. Let's flip to the other side of that metaphor. If you've ever tried to start eating healthy when you weren't eating healthy before, you know that it's not always the easiest thing to do. But that's the case when you start. When you begin to build habits around eating healthy, it becomes easier and easier. Not only do you change your behavior, but you begin to change the way you think about food. Instead of going to the store and buying pretzels and chips and chocolate and candy, you're buying vegetables and healthy meats and healthy other healthy foods. The same is true for information or frankly anything else. The path of least resistance is usually the one that's presented to you, but you're also in control of what that path is. You just might have to face the resistance first to defeat it. So in the case of focus, the easy path is social media and quick hit information like email and chat. But the difficult path, probably the more healthy path, is to start to develop deep work habits. Engaging in deep work requires the ability to intentionally focus on one thing for a sustained period of time without distraction. Why is this valuable? Most of Newport's book dives into this, but to summarize, your best, most creative work comes out of deep thought. Better conclusions and solutions emerge from intentional deep thought on one thing versus scattered moments throughout the day or week. And in order to engage in deep thought like this, you have to be on a lifelong mission to ruthlessly eliminate hurry and distraction from your life. Eliminating hurry allows you to slow down and be present. Oftentimes, my lack of intentional focus comes from not being aware enough of what I'm doing to make a conscious decision about it. In addition to observing this in myself, I've observed this in other people as well. And to eliminate distraction means to remove the distractors from places and times where you need to work deeply. These things are not easy at first when you're used to hurry and distraction as a default, but you can change them. We're going to spend time over the next few weeks digging into strategies and methods that you can use to build better intentional focus skills. But for today, 
I wanted to leave you with a few simple things you can do right now. First, if you're new to engaging in deep work, don't be hard on yourself if you have a difficult time. Learning to focus well and on the right things is a lifelong journey, just like everything else that's worth pursuing. One thing you can do to start is to set aside 20 minutes each day to close email, chat, put your phone on do not disturb, turn on some calming music, and work on one focused thing. You might not need or want to have a four-hour block like some people do for deep work. That's all right. Even if you're a manager, having 20 minutes a day is probably a good thing to have set aside so that you can at least maybe do some planning of what you want to focus on for the day or investing in working on a project that you're working on because almost all managers that are out there are also contributors as well. There's very few managers that just manage people. They usually have job responsibilities that they have to take care of too. So having some deep work time, whether you're a maker or a manager in an organization, is very important to start developing. Now, it doesn't matter what you work on during this time, but just practice doing that deep work. Additionally, Newport would say that probably in most cases, you shouldn't have Facebook or Twitter because they're not helpful technologies. That's ultimately a decision that you need to make for yourself. However, if you do choose to keep them, make sure you're logged out on your computer where you do deep work. Take them off your phone. Or more importantly, turn off your notifications. This goes for email, chat, or any other distracting notifications that basically anyone can interrupt you with. As you do this, you begin to remove outside influences on your attention. Lastly, one thing you can do is to keep a distraction journal. Every time you get distracted when you're trying to intentionally focus, write down what was distracting you. Keep it for a few days. It doesn't have to be complicated. Just when you notice yourself getting distracted, write it down somewhere. Then evaluate everything on that list. If you can control it, do what you can to remove or mitigate it. Obviously, you're going to run into distractions and things that happen throughout the day that you can't control. And in those cases, you just have to embrace it. Focus is not a zero-sum game. It's not that you're focused or not focused. You're always focused, but it just depends on what. Sometimes interruptions or distractions to your current focus throughout the day can be a good thing. Sometimes you need to do something else to recharge. Sometimes a coworker needs a pep talk because they're struggling. Sometimes your kid just wants to play Legos for five minutes or read a book with you because they feel disconnected. Many of those quote-unquote distractions that we would often find ourselves saying, eh, that pulls me away from my work, can be really positive things. If you can slow down enough to recognize in the moment that the things that are in front of you, such as taking care of the people around you, taking care of yourself when you're noticing that you need something, that those are priority things for you, when you recognize those, and they pop up in your life, you can make an intentional choice to allow your focus to go to those things for a period of time, even if you plan to be focused on another task for a half an hour or two hours or something like that. I would say that being rigid or legalistic about your focus is not always the best thing. As I mentioned, if I'm in deep work, but my wife or son needs me, I ultimately want to be available to them. Relationship always trumps tasks in my book. But that doesn't negate the need to learn how to focus and be fully invested in the moment, whether that's with a friend, with a task, or with yourself. That closes out today's episode of Remotely Working. Check out remotelyworking.net to subscribe. Give us feedback three ways. At message us on Twitter at Effective Remote. Use the Twitter hashtag AskERW. Or email us at hello at EffectiveRemoteWork.com. I'd love to get your feedback for an upcoming audience feedback show. So please be sure to reach out. 
For more free resources designed for remote workers, head on over to EffectiveRemoteWork.com. My name is Justin DeRose, and this has been Remotely Working.